Send me in the valley and I shall not 
this life is over, I'm going to live again. Going to trade this cross for a crown. No, this is not the end. And when you call my name, I will take my hand. There's a mansion in glory, yeah. You're going to meet me there. I shall not walk. I shall not walk. He will wipe every tear from my eyes. I shall not walk. I shall not walk. He's on my side. I shall not walk. I shall not For the Lord is my shepherd in the valley. For the Lord is my shepherd when I'm lacking. For the Lord is my shepherd. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? If you can stand to your feet. Hallelujah. We're here to praise and magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Worship and praise the Lord with us. The presence of the Lord is here. 
We thank you for your presence that we feel in this place this morning, oh God. As we pray, Lord God, we pray this morning that you pour out your spirit upon all of us here this morning, oh God. Let there be a move, a mighty move of your spirit in this place this morning. Let the anointing of the Lord flow, oh God, from our from the pulpit to the pew this morning. Oh God, touch our speaker this morning. Continue to bless our praise and worship. Bless everyone this morning, oh God. We ask your will to be done, your kingdom come. Let your will be done in this place. Pour out your spirit upon us like never before. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we continue to the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning. He is worthy to be praised this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.
Your holy presence 
desperate for Jesus. Come on, if you're desperate for Jesus, lift your voice. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Lord, we honor you. We worship you. We give your name the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, I'm desperate. Jesus, I'm desperate for you, Lord. God, if you don't move, almighty God, it can't be done, Lord Jesus. God, I'm desperate for you to move in my life, Lord God. I'm desperate for you to move in my heart, almighty Jesus. I'm desperate for you, Lord. I'm desperate for you, Jesus. I'm desperate for you. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's break up the fallow ground in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship and see if something happens. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we give you the praise. Father, we give you the glory. God, we honor you today in this place. God, let your kingdom come, almighty God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ this morning over each and every soul, over each and every heart, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's plead the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's cry to Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is victory. Come on, hallelujah. 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 We give you the highest praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bring it up. 
church let's just give the lord another round of praise this morning hallelujah it's worthy to be praised hallelujah receive my worship this morning lord hallelujah hallelujah amen 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 praise god hallelujah amen amen just turn to your neighbor and just point in them and just say it's good to see you this morning amen good to see you this morning hallelujah 
Amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, he's worthy to be praised this morning, church. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. The Lord inhabit the praises of his people. So whenever we can praise him, we should praise him with all our hearts and with all our minds. Amen. We're here to praise and to magnify the Lord this morning. And we want you just to feel a liberty just to praise God. Amen. Praise God. Our online congregation, we thank you and I hope you're worshiping the Lord where you are this morning. And I know you are, but we welcome everyone this morning. So glad to see everyone in the house of God this morning to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. I would start a call name, but I don't want to get myself in trouble. So I want to say I'm so glad to see everyone that are here this morning. So, you know, this, this is why, you know, um, uh, you, you hear me talking over and over about... Um, uh, you know, our building fund project. And uh, we, we have a significant problem, which is not a pastor's problem or a we problem. It's a God's problem. Because when God's ready to do what he wants to do, we will open the door and do whatever he wants to do. But I'm just saying this to say that. That, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, we see our family member come, they worship with us, they, they disappear for a while, and they're, they're tuning back with us, and they're back in the house of God. And uh, we miss you on the line, and then you come back and tune in. And, um, well, you know, so we, we want a place where we can be able to sit comfortable, where we can worship God together, and where we can just magnify the Lord together. Amen. Because, you know, I was uh, Friday night, I was at uh, the, the conference, and um, so I was talking to a pastor, and uh, his children were there, so... Um, Jordan came up and he, he, he sat beside me. So um, I, I said, um, he, um, what did Jordan say? Oh, yeah, he's, he's my half dad. I said, huh? <laughs> so it was, it was telling the pastor, pastor that um, I, uh, he, he's half the son. So I'm his half dad. Right, so I'm the half dad. So, so I'm saying Jordan. So, so, but, you know, I'm saying this to say that that, you know, we need to invest in our children. We need to love everyone. Because the more we invest in each other, the more we can grow together, the more we will have joy and fellowship together in the Lord. Amen. I enjoy being in the presence of God. I enjoy worshiping the Lord. This is what I do. I love it. There's nothing more to me than to be in His presence. With fullness of joy and at His right hand, there are pledges forevermore. It's joy and speakable. Full of glory, the heart that never yet been told. I love the Lord this morning with all my heart and with all my soul. Continue to worship the Lord with us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Get your pens pen ready, Brother Tom is coming up with a big announcement. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, church. I started to talk without my microphone. One of the things that was really special about Friday night was was the elder statesman from Maine was leading the proceedings, but there was somebody from every church in our district that was involved in what we were doing. The, there was musicians and singers from all over uh, the state of New Jersey. There was members inside of the church from all over the state of New Jersey. There's a whole bunch of efforts right now to be able to revitalize this district. And we hope that you'll take part in that.
those of you that are out online and you're hearing my voice, there's, there's parts for you too. So, so, so speak up and let us know that you want to be involved in what we're doing. This coming Friday um, on the 7th, uh, Pastor Wyatt's going to continue his relationship series with the singles. It'll be on Friday at 7.30, um, and we hope that all the singles in the congregation will join us. On Saturday, the following day on uh, May the 8th, uh, the kids are going to kick off the, the uh, She's for Christ um, project for the year with a rally. It's going to be a virtual rally. Uh, Move the mission is what they're calling this effort. And uh, the Haskers, I'm certain, have uh, let you know what's going on. Um, on Sunday, um, Sunday coming is Mother's Day. And so CSTI class, uh, we're going to have a holiday that day. So moms only have to do part of what they usually do. <laughs> um, and in two weeks, uh, we'll have outreach. We'll be going back out into the community um, Saturday the 15th at 930 uh, here we'll start with a, with a word from pastor and we'll go out and do what we do. Um, and then on Sunday in two weeks, we will have um, the uh, music and audio seminar that uh, Brother Scarlett's been running. Uh, we'll get back at that. He had his hands full a week ago. And so uh, we'll get back at that. Um, and more information to follow. And three announcements, uh, long distance, but still um, things that are coming uh, the kids are going to do their youth picnic and chill on the 22nd. Uh, that's a Saturday, and they're going to do that in Mercer County Park. I'm sure the Haskers have let you know. One of the things that's neat about that, adults, is that the kids are going to go out and evangelize this, this project, and they're going to go out in the community, and they're going to raise interest to try and get more kids to come join them. It's not going to just be the kids from here. I think that's pretty darn cool. Um, and then we're going to ca carry on with our annual picnic. Um, we have uh, a reservation at Veterans Park. Um, if all things hold, we are definitely going to try and get back together and get back to that. It's one of our special things that we do. And then the last is that, again, um, NAYC is not going to be held um, this year. Uh, they're going to do a virtual um, uh, meeting, and we're going to do a watch party on that. And that will be on, it's in July, July the 30th, I think, is the watch party, if I'm remembering that right. It's, is it on the board behind me? <laughs> Have a great day. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody, one more time. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. It's offering time. Amen. Come on. It's offering time. Amen. We got to get behind the offering just as we get behind the praise and worship. Amen. Because this is when we get our true blessing. Amen. Amen. The Lord love a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. Give unto the Lord. The Lord will bless you in return. Amen. So we're going to invite you to stand with us at this time. We're going to pray. And as I said before, um, you know, we're trying to get our own building where we can have everyone sit comfortable, worship the Lord together. Amen. We wouldn't have to have two services, but if that's what the Lord wants us to do, we're going to do it until he made the way for us. Amen. So we're trying to raise $1.7 So if you want to be a, a blessing to us, amen, we're still in tax season, believe it or not. You know, the government had extended a tax fee season to May 15th. So if you have a lump sum amount that you're going to get back in return and you want to be a blessing to us, be a blessing to us. The Lord will bless you, you know, more than you can even imagine or think. Amen? Come on. Amen? You sound a little weak. You sound like you're not sure about that. You know, I've proven him for myself over and over and over again. Amen? He has blessed me so many times. So if you want to give electronically, you can go to uh, 
www.mycccc.faith. You can give, or if you want to go to PayPal, you can pay. Go to PayPal at Christ Center Church uh, for PayPal. And for Cash App, it's uh, the dollar sign CCC2711. So be a blessing to our online congregation if you want to play those or uh, method of payment electronically. And for those that are in the house of God, we have a bottle in the bottle, just coin only. So if you have a loose coin, we take that also for the building fund. It's in the middle. We have basket in the middle and we have basket in the back. So feel free to worship the Lord with us. Amen. Bow your heads with us as we pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your blessing, Lord God. We thank you for what we already felt in this place, O oh God. As we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask your blessing upon everyone. Every givers, those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they too can be a blessing in your kingdom. We thank you for our families and friends and for everyone. Join us in worship this morning. We ask you to pour it upon them. Blessing more than they can imagine or think, O oh God. Have your way, Lord God. Let your will be done. It's not my will, but thy will be done. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor as we praise and worship you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Worship the Lord this morning in your giving. Praise God.
Come on, if you believe that, clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. What a great God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for just being so kind to us. That when we fall down, he just don't walk away from us. Amen. We can take a lesson from him or two. That when we fall down, it's him that stretched forth his hands. That you can get back up again. You can get back up again. Thank you, Jesus. We're having such a great time this morning in the Lord has allowed us to experience his presence, his kindness, and I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Glad to see everyone in the house of the Lord. I see little Adonis in the house of the Lord. Amen. That's my man there, Adonis, growing up so big. Amen. Stacy, still married? I know. Stacy says she feels married. That's right, Stacy. <laughs> Amen. We we can celebrate a week's anniversary, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And then today is the second of May. Well, May first in 2020, in the pandemic, we had a wedding too. Then <laughs> today is the Scarlet Ethan. And Sean, today is their one-year anniversary. Ah, my God, God is good. Amen. What's going on? Oh, who's the grad school? You gotta show. You gotta tell me who's who's the grad school graduate. Who? Rosalie, my buddy. You know, she told me was to relax a little bit and chill, so I haven't been blowing her up too much because, you know, she told me it was to chill. <laughs> Rosalie, you graduated from grad school? Oh, congratulations. Oh, that's so wonderful. Amen. Hallelujah. It's just good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. God is doing some wonderful things, some amazing things. I saw Paul this morning. I said, why it seems like you got shorter, Paul? I said, did you get shorter? He said, no, I didn't get shorter, Pastor. (laughs) I'm just glad to see everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We had a great uh, district conference this um, past weekend. And for those of you that were able to be in person and for those of you that was able to join us virtually, it was an amazing service. And our business meeting went just tremendous and awesome uh, Saturday morning, and um, uh, Brother Churchill has been just wonderful, and we just officiate with it, just such diligence and kindness. He's sharp, and we appreciate having a man of God, a woman of God. Amen. I've just been so blessed being around them and hearing stories. Um, Sister, Sister Churchill told so many stories last night, but one of the stories she told, I just got to tell you this. But she was just saying how um, we were talking about how, you know, faith is our faith these days are not as strong as it used to be back then. And we don't see as much miracles as we can see because God didn't stop doing them and he's still doing them. But it's always up to us if, if, if we want to see them. And so she was talking about how back in the day, back in the day, yes, um, 
when people, they saw a lot of miracles of healing. And one of the reasons why they saw many miracles of healing was that they didn't have health insurance. Oh, man, she, she's got some stories. I love, <laughs> you got to pull her before she go today and just say, tell me a story. Because they didn't have health insurance. So when people got sick, guess what? And they were Christians. Oh, they depended on, let's lay hands and pray. And they saw many miracles because they didn't have health insurance. And so now that we have health insurance, somebody gets sick, we say, well, let's go to the emergency room. What emergency room? They were just praying. And they were, they would see miracles of healing all the time. She said back then, they didn't have a choice but to trust God. We do have a choice whether we trust God. Because of all that we have. So we can either trust our stuff and just do what our stuff can do for us. Or we trust God. Back then, they didn't have no stuff. So guess what? You start looking at life from... (laughs) Those lenses, you start saying, do I need stuff? Because, man, I'm. And if you really pay attention, you'll realize it's because of the stuff while we're struggling, trusting God. The man of God preached about the greatest distraction ever. It's a great invention, but it's also a great distraction. And so I had to try to look out for the young people, Ethan. So Saturday morning, as we were getting ready to start business meeting, I said, Brother Churchill, I got all my notes on my phone. I said, I said, I said, I got, I got my notes on my phone. So I don't want you to think I'm being distracted when you're doing your stuff. I got my notes on my phone. He said, all right. So uh, they've just been wonderful. I've, I've enjoyed them immensely, and I thank God for them. And so without any further ado, the man of God, is, he preached up a storm this morning. He preached up a storm at the first service, so I have no doubt he's going to preach up a storm in this service. But you got to open your heart and let God speak to you and then respond to the word of God. As a matter of fact, this morning, Hassan's son, Dimitri, came up to me and says he want to be baptized in Jesus' name. God is good. So if you will open your heart as the word of God is being preached. Something will happen to you, too. Let's stand and let's welcome to this pulpit the man of God from Maine. Yes. Evangelist. He, he's an evangelist today. He's, he's had all kind of titles. But right now, as he's going to minister to you, he is evangelist Harold Churchill. Welcome him. Amen. God is so good to me, isn't he? And it's our privilege and our honor to be with you here this morning, wherever it is. I'm not really sure where I know where I'm at. Hamilton, all right? Praise God. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. How privileged we are to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. <clears throat> I believe the Lord wants to work in here today. 
And I don't know what you brought with you today. And I don't know what your need is. But I know God can help you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be with Brother Sister Wyatt. And uh, he's certainly taken good care of us and provided for us. And for that, we're very thankful. Praise the Lord. <coughs> My voice is a little raspy from the first service. I'm not used to preaching back to back like this. But you know, whatever the Lord wants, that's what we want to do. Praise the Lord. How many of you were here for the first service? Well, we got a few, and we got some new ones. Praise the Lord. I want to go a little bit different direction in this service than I did the first one. And so I want to read from Mark chapter 13, beginning with verse 32. But of that day and of that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray when the time is. For the Son of Man is a man taken far journey, left his house, gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work. And commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, at midnight, at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. I want to talk for a little while this morning on the dangers of the end time. The dangers of the end time. Progressive Insurance conducted a research of over 11,000 people. They found that 52% of reported crashes occurred within five miles of home. Also, 77% of accidents occurred within a 50-mile radius of home. They listed several reasons why this happened, and I'm not sure how they would fit all of us, but let me share a few of them with you. One of them was overconfidence. There was a tendency for texting, multitasking, not wearing a seatbelt, Sending emails, dialing a call, or eating a snack. And I want to add, or drinking a coffee. <laughs> they all said that it's also not mindful or focusing on parked cars along the road. Many accidents happen close to home because people are careless. Another reason is fatigue or weariness. People get weary or fatigued from a trip and they get closer to home they relax a little bit and as a result many accidents happen and of course there's always the the ones that drive while drinking and there's a lot of underage drinking that causes a lot of accidents and then sometimes those accidents happen during rush hour traffic now I'm sure there are other mitigating factors however the important thing here is when nearing home there are more accidents that happen at any other time 
So it is in our spiritual journey. We are near the end of our spiritual journey. And there is a danger of failure, of stumbling, or making a fatal blunder. Amen. I have never been more convinced in my life of the nearness of the coming of the Lord than I have during this pandemic. Amen. I go back a few years, okay? Not really important how many, but a few. When I was a younger man, starting out in the ministry, we know in the book of Revelation it talks about the mark of the beast. You have it on the back of your hand or on your forehead. And so, not having all of the electronic stuff that we have today, men would preach. Someday there will come a knock on your door, and they will be standing there with a branding iron, and uh, <clears throat> they'll knock on your door and tell you. Now, either you renounce your faith, or we're going to give you a, a mark. Now, that's pretty crude, but that's all they knew. However, in our day, we know they're already experimenting with a chip. And all they have to do is insert that chip on your hand or your forehead. And that has all of your financial records and has all your life on it practically. The day will come when that happens. That without that chip, you can neither buy nor sell. Now, it was hard many years ago to understand all of this, but I'm finding it rather easy to understand it. It's at the doorstep today. And because of that, we are on the doorstep of the coming of the Son of God. Praise the Lord. We are so close to the rapture that we can see the finish line. If you'll just look, you'll see Jesus is really going to come. Amen. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 10 and 22, He shall be hated of all men for my namesake. You ever wonder how that was going to happen? But we see it today. Do you know that in America, there's a war against Christianity? They want to stop it. And you're going to find, they know you're apostolic, they're going to hate you. But the Lord said it would happen. He that endureth to the end, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. The Bible doesn't teach eternal security. The Bible don't teach eternal security. Amen. The Bible teaches you've got to endure to the end. That means you've got to cross the finish line. You've got to stay with it until Jesus comes. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 27, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means what I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul was saying, if all of these works that I did, and if all of what I've done for the Lord it's possible that I could get careless in the end times and be a castaway. We've come too far and we've invested too much to fail. God, now, can you say amen? So I want to look at some of the pitfalls that we're facing in these last days. First of all, it's important to know the Word of God. Praise the Lord. You're going to find in these last days that the Word of God has become more precious than it's ever been before. 
A lot of people are going to be tripped up and fail for a lack of knowledge of the Word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 11, Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. You say, well, how can I know a false prophet? If you know the Word, you'll know a false prophet. A false prophet will tell you something that contradicts the Word of God or is not in the Word of God. But if you know the Word, you can see that immediately in the world today. But not every one of them that's preaching the God truth. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. He said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, Ye shall not eat of it. And notice what she said, Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. There's no record that says God told her that. And the serpent said, I'll surely die. God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, <clears throat> a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, did eat, gave it also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Amen. Isn't it interesting that we started with fig leaves and changed to animal skin and clothing, and it looks like now people are going back to fig leaves. <laughs> the devil was able to confuse Eve and cause her to fail God by not knowing exactly what the Word of God said. Paul wrote in this young man, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 2.15, he said, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let me ask you, without having, how many of you are a student of the word? The Bible tells us to study. Not just read the word of God, but study the word. Why? Because we need to know what the Word of God says so when a false prophet arises in these last days, we know who they are. Amen. Know what the Word of God says. Peter said in 1 Peter 3.15, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to everyone that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. It's not enough to say, that's what my church teaches. It's not enough to say, that's what we learn in church. You need to tell them, this is what God says. And people want to know what God says and not what your opinion is. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Praise the Lord. That's the word of God. When somebody tries to tell me that there's more than one God, I think of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. John 3, 5. Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot see an enter into the kingdom of God. That tells me there's more to this salvation. Just accept the Lord. That's not what the Bible says. And we need to know what the Bible says. 
except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he can't see the kingdom of God. In the other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Not maybe be saved, not could be saved, but must be saved. Bible salvation is in the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus is applied to our life when we're baptized in his name. We take on the name of Jesus. That's where our salvation is. So it's important that we know the word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Another danger of the time is being caught up in the cares of life and losing out with God. In Matthew 13 and 22, he also warned that he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Leave that up there. I'd like to read it from another translation. The seed cast weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news the weeds of worry and illusions about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard and nothing comes of it. We live in a very materialistic society today. It seems that we are never satisfied with what we have. Always wanting more and more. There's a real danger of allowing the spirit, this spirit of dissatisfaction to us to stumble on the last leg of our spiritual journey. We brought nothing into this world. We're not going to take anything out of this world. I remember one time, this is a few years back. Anybody remember Paul Harvey? A few of you. He told the story of a man. He apparently had heard preach that you can't take anything with you. So when they were taken into the cemetery, he had the hearse haul a U-Haul with all his stuff in it. <laughs> He's going to take it with him. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let me, let me read from another translation here. Leave that right up. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on? It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. That's powerful, isn't it? I wonder how much access we're carrying as we journey with the Lord today. I wonder how much weight is on us that's unnecessary as we try to finish the course. The end is in sight. We're on the last leg of the journey. We need to start laying some stuff aside. You know, this will catch up with you someday. It's called A-G-E. And what I find as I get older, I'm walking through my house and I think, what do I need that for? Honey, why don't we do something about this? 
We might as well pare it down and get rid of it. Because if something happens to us, the kids are just going to haul it. They don't want my junk. <laughs> Amen. The same thing is true in our spiritual walk with God. We need to start searching our life and find out what's slowing me down. What's keeping me from being all that God wants me to be? We've got to get rid of some excess stuff. This race with patience. It is a race. And he that is to the end of saints shall be saved. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Every good runner knows the importance of shedding all unnecessary weight. As unnecessary weight will slow him down. And the whole purpose of running is to win. We're on the last leg of the journey, folks. And it's time side. Can you say amen? Another danger that I want to talk to you about this morning is the spirit of weariness. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we not. And then when Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, he said in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 13, But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Again, we say, be not weary. Now, life has lived more rapidly and swiftly today than ever before. Somebody de- described it like this. It's like a roll of toilet paper. The closer to the end you get, the faster it goes. The way life is. When you get closer to the end, it gets fast. Man, I never seen life go by me so fast as it does today. The pace of life is fast and furious. And if we're not careful, we will find ourselves falling behind, losing ground, stumbling as we get close. What causes weariness? A simple answer be. Too much work, not enough rest. But we know it's not that simple. What else just wears us out? Weariness. Parenting causes weariness. Is there any parents here today? God bless you. I know why God makes you raise kids when you're young. Caregiving can wear you out. And if you have a, a sickness, a disability, grief or depression can cause weariness. And rejection can cause weariness. Even anger and unforgiveness can take an emotional toll on any of us. Times in general can drain our energy and let us be weary. Along with different causes of weariness, there are different kinds of weariness. Sometimes we are physically exhausted for various reasons. A person can sometimes be mentally exhausted. How about feeling emotionally spent? You ever there? You might even say that people can get spiritually weary also. I'm not sure these overlap and tie together when you feel weary. It is possible a combination of one or more of these can make you have a spirit of weariness. Now, all we know is that sometimes we feel like We're running on fumes. You ever feel that way? Barely surviving. Just getting by. But the important thing to remember is we're living in the last days. It's dangerous times. And the closer we get to home, the easier it is to stumble and fail. 
And we're too close to fail. We're too close to lose out with God. Heaven is too great. Hell is too hot. And eternity is too long to miss the rapture. Another danger is complacency. Complacent means pleased. Advantages of situations. It means agreeable and eager to please. Synonyms are smug, unbothered, or untroubled. Whatever will be, will be. Pastor will take care of that. Somebody turns out the lights. We don't have to. Somebody wipes these seats. We're just happy. Come sit down. Yeah, please. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There are two symptoms of complacency. Number one, satisfaction with the way things are. And number two, rejection of things that they might be. Now, somebody mentioned Revelation, I believe, Revelation 3, 14, Unto the angel of the church of the lay of the sins, write, these things saith the Amen, the faithful, true witness, and the beginning of the creation of God. I know that thou art neither cold nor hot. Now, I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. God is telling us that lukewarmness is complacency, and he doesn't like it. Praise the Lord. Though many of us have seen pictures of a huge eagle's nest high in the branches of a tree on the crag of a cliff, few of us have ever got a glimpse inside. When a mother eagle builds her nest, she starts with thorns, broken branches, sharp rocks, and a number of other items that seem entirely unsuitable for the project. But then she lines the nest with a thick hatting of feathers and fur from animals she has killed, making it soft and comfortable for the eggs. By the time the growing birds reach flying age, the comfort of the nest and the luxury of free meals, free meals, <laughs> make them quite. That's when the mother eagle begins stirring up the nest. With her strong talons, she begins pulling the thick carpet of fur and feathers, bringing the sharp rocks and branches to the surface. As more of the bedding gets plucked up, the nest becomes more uncomfortable. The nest becomes more uncomfortable for the young eagles. The mother prompts the growing eagles to leave their once comfortable nest and move on to more mature behavior. I think God's trying to stir up the nest today. I think part of this pandemic is trying to get us out of our comfort zone. Amen. We be, and we're not getting the work done that God wants to do. And so he's trying to stir up the nest a little bit. We can't allow ourselves to become comfortable in these last days. Amen. Also, another danger is unwilling to submit to spiritual authority. What a spirit of rebellion in our world today. What a spirit of rebellion in the school system, in society. Everybody needs a pastor. Everybody needs a shepherd to lead them and guide them through these troublesome times that we're living in. You need a man to lead you through 
the end of life so that at the last day you don't stumble and fail. We know that submission to authority is being challenged everywhere today. Paul wrote in Hebrews 13, Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves, so they watch for your souls as they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Everybody needs a pastor. Everybody needs to submit to authority. That goes against our flesh, but that's what the Word of God says. And I want to tell you something. If you want to be saved, if you want to make it to the last leg of this journey, you need to submit yourself to spiritual authority. Another translation on this verse here says, Be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. The Bible tells us that God places a high premium on obedience. 1 Samuel 15 and 22, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Sell your house. Give it to God. But if you don't submit, that's not as important to God. It's more important to God you submit yourself than sacrifice. Amen. Look what rebellion has spanned in our society today. Street riots. Violence everywhere. Businesses being burned down. Because people are rebelling against authority. So it's important in these last days that we do not be caught up in the spirit of rebellion and allow that spirit to get in our church. God, help us to learn to submit to spiritual authority because they're trying to help us be saved. If your parents here today, how many times have you said to your kids, I'm just trying to help you. Sometimes you feel like wringing their neck. Sometimes you think, whose kid is that anyway? <laughs> and the kids grow up, and you know they go through stages, and they get into their teen years, and all of a sudden, they're professors. They know everything. Now they want to tell mom and dad what to do. But you let them get through that stage, and they'll come around to telling you, it's important for you to help me. Praise God. We can't let a spirit of rebellion get into our services, into our churches. And so obedience is the key to fight. And this leg of our spiritual journey, God desires for us that we practice obedience divine spiritual leadership. Very, very important. Now, there are many dangers to be aware of and alert in this leg of our journey. We're getting close to the end. So it behooves us to watch and pray, as we read here in Mark chapter 13, as that day approaches. In the year 2010, there was the Olympics were going on. And in this one particular race, a bunch of women were running. And the lead runner was inches away from the finish line when she fell. Inches away. Let me tell you something. Until you cross the finish line, it's not over. Don't let up. Don't relax. Do everything you have to do. Because eternity is too long and hell is too hot to be lost. I'm telling you, when we cross the finish line and we make it to heaven, it's going to be worth it all. 
Whatever we have to do, it's going to be worth it, folks. Going to church ought not to be a drudgery. It ought to be a joy. Every Sunday you get up, praise God, it's Sunday. We're going to go to church. We're getting close to the finish. God may come today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When it comes to giving, don't be so tight. If you lived off over what you gave, you might get a little hungry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know what we're trying to do? We're trying to just prepare a place where we can feed more people spiritually to get them ready for Jesus to come. We used to say, listen for the trumpet. Now we need to say, look for Jesus because he's in, the, he's, he's in, the, in our vision this morning. We can see the finish line. We're, we're getting there. And we're, I'm going to cross that line if it's the last thing I do. Praise God. How sad to come right to the finish line and fail. So let me encourage you this morning. Purpose in your heart and make up your mind. You're going to cross that line regardless of the cost. Nobody's going to get in my way. I'm going to love everybody whether they love me or not. I'm going to do everything I can to please God because when I cross that line, He's going to be there to take me by the hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands and let's praise Him this morning. Oh, hallelujah. What a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on today. I wish God could open our spiritual vision. And let's see all those that have gone on before. And they're clapping and saying, come on, come on, you can do it. We're getting close. Hang in there. I come to tell somebody this morning, hang in there. Don't fall close to the finish line. Don't let the devil trip you up. Don't let him sow some false doctrine in your heart. Know what the Word of God says. Trust the Word of God. Stand for God. Live for God. Because when this is over with, I can't even tell you how beautiful it's going to be. Let's stand together this morning. Oh, praise the Lord. Anybody want to go to heaven? Can you see how close we are? Possible this morning, we can see that finish line. Amen. I uh, I did a lot of running when I did run. I, I could run pretty good, but in a relay race, they placed their best relay runner last. And when he gets that baton, man, he turns on the jets. He heads for that finish line. And he's not going to let anybody get by him. He's going to run. I want to tell you something. It's time for us to quit being so lazy in our worship for God. We've got to run this thing. We've got to get a hold of this. Because we've got to cross that finish line. And we're getting so close today. Praise the Lord. Paul wrote and said, rejoice. And I say it to thee, rejoice. There ought to be some rejoicing in the church today. Some happiness. Why? We're almost there. We're almost there. Oh, let's praise Him this morning. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're here this morning, you haven't got the Holy Ghost. You might not be here next Sunday. Jesus may come 
You may run out of days. You know, we all have a lot of time. I'm. Anybody here ever see a real miracle? Okay, after today, you can raise your hand. I'm a walking miracle. Eight and a half years ago, we had a man, a prophet of God, come to our church and preach. And then on Monday morning, Mr. Pastor took him to the airport. He said, when you see the pastor, you tell him, go get checked out. Well, what do you do? Hey, doc, check me out, huh? So I let it go for a couple of months. I didn't do anything. And I had an appointment with my primary care. And I said, Doc, I've been feeling a little bit of crampiness between my shoulder blades. It comes and goes. And I said, it doesn't bother me. And immediately he said, go get checked out. Well, now that the doctor ordered it, I went to the hospital. The first, that's on Tuesday. That afternoon they did that electrocardiogram stress test. And the doctor said, I see an abnormality. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to keep you overnight. And we're going to catheterize your heart in the morning. So Wednesday morning, they catheterized my heart, and they called the wife in, and they said, the main artery to his heart is almost closed. And if it closes, he'll have a fatal heart attack. That afternoon, Wednesday, they sent me to Portland to the medical center. Thursday morning, I was number one on the list for open-heart surgery. And they repaired my heart, and God has added eight and a half years to my life. You're looking at a walking miracle this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's a miracle worker today. Praise God. Just about a week ago, a man that reached about 100 years of age, and he passed away. But they had interviewed him and had it on video, and he gave this testimony. He said, years ago, my father was working. He had an accident and broke his leg by his ankle had a compound fracture, and the bone was sticking out through the, the leg. He wrapped it up with a bandage and worked the rest of the day. That's the old time. And then that night they had service, and in service they had a foot washing. That's old time stuff too. I don't know if you see that much anymore. Now, in fact, you do, I could use washing. <laughs> So when it came to his turn, they said, oh, sir, please don't put your foot in the water. Other people have been washing your feet. You're going to get an infection in you. He said, no, I want my foot washed. He took the band- bloody bandage off, stuck that compound fracture into the water. And while they washed his feet, when he took his foot out of the water, he was completely healed. There wasn't even a scar on his leg. I'm telling you this morning, this can happen again. It can happen today. There's a miracle in this house this morning. The greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. If you're here today without the Holy Ghost, you need a miracle today. You need God to fill you with His Spirit. Because the Bible says, if you don't have His Spirit, you're not any of His. And so there's no reason for you to be lost. There's no reason for you to leave here without that promise and that hope in your heart. Praise God. But you have to make up your mind. You know something? Five seconds in hell off of your pew in an altar somewhere. That's right. There's no way to tell you how bad hell is. 
torment, anguish, suffering. And I feel like if you've ever been in a Pentecostal service and you're lost and you go to hell, every sermon you ever heard will play over and over and over in your mind for eternity. I wish I could get out of here. I, I, I hit that altar. I'd be the first one down that aisle. I wouldn't let anybody get ahead of me. Why would it take something so drastic to bring you to your senses and realize, I need to get right with the Lord? I want us to pray this morning. If you're down in prayer, I want us to pray. Anybody here that needs the Lord, we want to give them a chance to be saved today. Jesus, as we bow in your presence this morning, I don't know, Lord, these people. I'm new here. I don't know who has the Holy Ghost or who doesn't. But, Lord, I pray the Holy Ghost. They need to get a hold of it. They need to get baptized in Jesus' name. Because you're coming soon, Lord. It's almost all over. And I want to see you make it. I want to see everybody here today saved when you come, Jesus. So, Lord, as we bow in prayer, let the Spirit search us out right now. Is there a hungry heart here, Lord, that wants you and you're ready to fill them with your is there somebody, Lord, somebody that's in need of a miracle in their body? Praise the Lord. Help us to do the will of God right now that when we leave here, we can say we did the will of God. Praise God. While every head's bowed this morning, is there somebody, you don't have the Holy Ghost, but you come down here and say, I'd really like to have it. Is there one in the house that would do that this morning? While we tarry for just a moment, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Matthew doesn't have the Holy Ghost, but he said he'd like to have it today. I wonder if there's two or three or four men that will gather around him right now and we're going to ask God to give this young man the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you believe it can happen today? And while they're doing that, I wonder if there's somebody here that you're in pain and you need God to touch you today. Would you make your way down here right now and say, God, I need a touch in my body today. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody believe God will do a miracle? Praise the Lord. As he anoints them, and we pray. I want you to pray with us that God's going to heal every one of them here this morning. Lift your hands right up. Say, I need a healing this morning. You got pain in your body?
Come on, church, help us to praise the Lord this morning. If you will just praise Him, if you will just begin to worship and adore and praise the Lord, His presence will inhabit us. His presence will consume us. Will you praise Him with us today? Will you praise the Lord with us today? Will you give Him the honor that He deserves today? Will you give Him all the praise? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We praise your holy name. There is none like you. There is none like from the rising of the sun to the going down. The same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, there is none like you. There is none like you. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. You alone are worthy. There is none like you. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. Press your way through this morning. Press your way through. Let God have his way. The luck. And we want to be ready to meet him. We want to be ready to meet him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Oh, God, have your way. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, will you just love him? Will you worship him? Will you love him? Will you worship him? For God is truly amazing. He's great. He's kind. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Stretch your hand toward heaven. Everyone, everyone in this house, stretch your hands toward heaven. In your heart. 
that I want my life to be right with the Lord. Purpose in your heart right now that I will do whatever it takes to get right with Jesus. To make sure my relationship is right. To make sure that if I step out of this place today and and it's, it's time for me to leave this earth, Whatever it takes, Lord, today we surrender. Whatever it takes, Lord, today we will do. We will obey you because obedience is better than sacrifice. And God, we say yes to your will right now. We say yes to your way right now. Lord, we declare that we will do whatever you want us to do. We will obey and trust you, Lord God, for for God, to be right with you. Whatever your purpose is for our life, so let it be done today, Lord God, that we will be changed, Lord. You woke us up today. You brought us in your house today, Lord God. It was by your grace and by your mercy. It was by your that we were able to come together one more time. God, I don't want this time to be wasted. God, I don't want this time to escape us. But we want to be, oh, truly in your presence. We want to make good of this opportunity, Lord God. Oh, hear our hearts today, Lord. We cry out to you, Lord Jesus, and say, God, oh, let the power of the Holy Ghost transform us. Let the power of the Holy Ghost deliver us. Let the power of the Holy Ghost strengthen us. Let the power of the Holy Ghost transform our lives. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we are grateful. We're thankful today for what you have done in our hearts, for what you've done, for what you've spoken to our hearts. Grateful today. We're thankful today, Lord God. Oh, great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody today will make up in their mind to be born again, to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, to repent of their sins, Lord, and allow you, oh, God, to bring them in. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here today, you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, as the men of God preached, as the scripture says, you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and you want to be baptized today, you can come and let us know. You can just signify by the raising of your hand that today is your day, you want to give your life to God. Because you don't want another minute, you don't want another day to escape you without you that I'm going to live for God. Oh, hallelujah. Is there one today that today is your day? You have made up your mind. God, I will do whatever it takes to be saved. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) Something is happening. Something is happening, church. You don't want to just let this, this, this time, this opportunity escape out responding because something is happening. God is reaching for you. God has spoken to you. Now he's reaching. What he's saying is I can only do but so much. You have to make a decision and you must respond in obedience and in faith if you want me to do a work in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
to us because sometimes you might hear me all the time and you know it's just the way it is in a church you hear pastor all the time and that's just but when you hear brother Churchill come in and passionately speak to you on the word of God and you're hearing some of the things that you know pastor said to you you said we're on the right track we're going in the right direction we just got to pick it up a little bit more. We just got to pick it up a little bit more. We just got to keep on pushing a little bit more. Because we know we're in the right lane. We're in the right lane. We're going in the right direction. We just got to pick it up a little bit more. We just got to do a little bit more. And that's why God brings us brothers and sisters in Christ, men and women of God, know where we are. Take heed to the word of God today. Listen to what you have heard. Don't let it escape you. Don't let it go out of your hearing, but begin to do what you have heard. Our congregation online, I pray that you are blessed just as we are blessed here that are in person. And I just want all of you to know if there's anything at all we can do for you here at Christ Center Church, please don't hesitate to ask us. We're here for you. We just want to help you in your journey. And whatever we can do to make it better, to make it a little lighter. <laughs> make it a little lighter. You don't want to continue on this journey with unnecessary weights. And we are here to help you unload some of those unnecessary weights so you can run this race with patience and finish this race. Cross that finish line and not allow yourself to stumble and fall at the end. <laughs> We have a gentleman here, Brother Churchill, that works for Progressive. So when you say Progressive did a, a survey, he was looking down at his notes and he looked up. What do you know about Progressive? <laughs> Mr. Progressive over there, he knows all about Progressive. So when you said Progressive survey, he looked up. But we thank God for Brother Churchill. Let's give Brother and Sister Churchill a hand clap of praise. Thank God for them. Amen. All the way from Maine. Travel down here to New Jersey. They go to Winterfire um, um, many times. They, they're always at Winterfire. And Winterfire is like the, um, the, the, the central place um, for them and us. Like when we're driving to Winterfire, it takes us about three hours, 15 minutes, three hours, three and a half hours. And when they're coming from Maine, it's about the same distance. So Winterfire is about the, 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 the middle, middle of the journey going to Maine. And so they're going to fly home tomorrow 
and we're going to miss them because they certainly have been a blessing to us. When God brings men and women of God in your life, cherish them because it's God that brought them to you. It wasn't your doing. It wasn't my doing. It was God's doing, and we thank God for them. Amen. They've been a blessing to us. Let's pray and ask God to go with us as we go from this place. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We adore you. We're grateful for your faithfulness. God, I want to be faithful to you because you've been faithful to me. Will somebody pray that prayer? That God, I want to be faithful to you because you've been faithful to me. And as we go from this place today, Lord God, I pray that your hand will continue to be upon us. But more than anything else, Lord God, I want every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the man of God, the words that we read today, that it will stick to our bones and it will stick. Lord, it will begin to grow and it will take us over, Lord God, and become a part of us. Father, the end is near. Help us, Lord, to keep our focus. Help us, Lord, to not stumble and fall to where we cannot get back up to cross the finish line. But, Lord, I pray your strength upon us. And I pray, Lord God, victory in Jesus' name for each and every person in this house today. And those of us that are online, I pray victory in Jesus' name for you. I pray God's will to be done in your life, him, and that you will trust him like you've never trusted him. That you will obey him like you have never obeyed him. And I pray God's will to be done in your life. Lord, we thank you today. Bless the church hills, Lord God. Keep your hand upon them and continue to use them mightily and miraculously. We thank you today for what you have done here today. And we pray these prayers in Jesus' holy name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Greet the church hills. Let them know how much we appreciated them before you go.